It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Nation podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs with you here once again on a beautiful Wednesday in the great state of Iowa. A short week for the football team as there's a big game Friday night. You all know it. Uh, the fifth-ranked Hawkeyes at Maryland. We're going to talk a lot about that. Also want to talk a little bit about basketball today as uh, basketball practice begins today in Iowa City, I believe. And uh, believe it or not, we're not far off from basketball season. It's just right around the corner. Football season goes so quickly once we get it going that it's uh, it's hard to kind of lose track of the basketball stuff. But uh, I, uh, I do want to talk about that, and I'm not going to do it alone. I've got a guy that you know from decades of covering the Iowa Hawkeyes guys uh, all over the place and we're super proud and, and happy to have him as part of our team at Hawkeye Nation right now it's John Bonencamp John how you doing man I'm doing good how you doing I'm doing all right doing all right so through four weeks four and oh you can't get any better than that uh, obviously a third of the season now over we know that the defense is good the special teams are, are solid to very good and the, the offense has some deficiencies I guess just overall ha- has anything so far been a real surprise to you this football season I I think I think probably the I would say the defensive line play. I mean, because there were so many questions about that group coming in. We just didn't know a lot about some of these guys. We didn't know how the rotation was going to work. We didn't, you know, we just we just didn't quite know about you know some of the pieces there. And they have played very well. And and I think the the fact and and you listen to the guys in the secondary when you know they've come up with turnovers and you listen to Jack Campbell and the other linebackers talk and they all credit the defensive line with what they've been able to do. So to me, that's been the biggest thing is how that group has come together. A lot of those guys, like I said, a lot of these guys we didn't know about, but they've played very well during, you know, during this first four games. And I think they've been a big part of this defense that's been kind of overlooked. Yeah, it's it's kind of incredible that because you're right. We've talked all off season. Even the coaching staff, even Kirk Ferentz, uh, you know, mm-hmm. on the eve of the season, was talking about. Yeah, we're not really sure how that unit's going to put be, be put together. And uh, again, already through four games, they seem like they're almost a strength of that defense. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, you know, yesterday, you know, we were talking to Jack Campbell and we asked him about his, you know, is that 18 tackle game? And he's like, you know, I couldn't have done a lot of that without my defensive line. He said those guys are getting guys off me. And he said, they're allowing me to roam, you know, and, and do some of the things. And so when, when you hear guys say that, and when you hear like, you know, Riley Moss at, you know, early in the early in the year when he had the two interception returns for touchdowns, and he's like, you know, credit the, the defensive line for putting pressure on the quarterback. You, you, you've, you've heard a lot of them talk. And so, I mean, I, like I said, 
they have been a big part of what, what has gone on, and I think it's gone kind of unnoticed just because of some of the plays that have been made behind them. One thing that hasn't gone unnoticed is the other line, the offensive line, and it's a yeah. position, John, that under Kirk Ferentz, we, I, I think a lot of fans have just expected that even if there are questions about that coming into the season at some point, and usually fairly early in the season, that, that unit will begin to gel and will really become, a, again, a strength of this team. That that obviously could still happen. Uh, injuries have happened uh, as experience, you know, as as guys get more experience throughout the season. I do expect them to to start looking a little better, but I, I do think that's a concern right now, and we're seeing it not just with Spencer Petras, but also with this running game. Uh, what what are you seeing on the offensive line, and I guess what concerns you there? Well, I, and Kirk Ferentz addressed this yesterday. Is that I mean they're still rotating guys in and out. You know, you're you're still putting, you know, guys aren't playing every snap. Guys aren't, you know, other than, you know, Tyler Linderbaum and, you know, uh, but but they're still rotating guys in, so they still don't have that core five that they really like. And, you know, four games in, yeah, it's it's a concern, I think. And, I mean, but but like you said, you know, the, the farther you go down the season now, and, I mean, you, you get, you've got Kyler shot back, he's still getting back in the playing shape because he missed all of fall camp. So he's probably maybe still a couple weeks away from playing, you know, significant time, I think on that line. But, you know, when you're still rotating guys in and out, you can't develop that cohesiveness. And that's one of the things that have been, has always been a big part of this Iowa offensive line is the cohesiveness. Everybody knows what everybody's doing. And, you know, and, and Kirk Ferentz said yesterday, you know, we, we want, you know, he said, we want, you want to get to that point where you've got that core five, they're just not there yet. And I think that's been the biggest part of what's been wrong. You know, they've been able to run the ball. Well, sometimes they haven't been able to run the ball so well, you know, and it's just been, it's just been inconsistent play. And so, you know, at this point in the season, I think you've got to start shoring that up here as we get in, you know, in the next couple of weeks heading into the bye week. Yeah. It's funny when you, you, you go into a season, uh, without high, super high expectations, but then you win those first two games like Iowa did. You now find yourself in the top five, undefeated. You, you know, we, we do start to kind of nitpick some things, and, and I think one yeah. of those things is kind of this running game and, and Tyler Goodson's production specifically. We all expected him to come in and be a, a Doak Walker Award you know, finalist, some of those things. First team All-Big Ten like he was a year ago. And he can certainly get there, and he hasn't had a bad season by any means. But an, again, another game against Colorado State just 57 yards from Goodson. Do you put more of that on, on the offensive line? Is there something that, that Goodson's not seen? Uh, where, where do you think the issue is with this running game right now? I think a lot of it does start with the line. And I mean, I mean, you look at what they were able to do against Kent State, and, and he was able to get, you know, he was able to get room to work, and, and you were able to do some things with him. Last week, Colorado State really stacked things up inside, and that offensive line just could not get any room for him. And so I think teams are going to be doing that to them. I mean, Maryland's going to do that to them on Friday night, I think. And until they show a way to kind of open things up, but again, some of that you can also put on the passing game. Can you consistently throw the ball against some of these defenses? And if you can do that, then it does kind of open things up. But last week, Colorado State did a, did a really good job of, of clogging up everything inside, and they weren't letting him get outside. You know, it, it, the, the running game is a function of a lot of different things, and, and right now a lot of those things aren't working together right now, and, and they did against Kent State. You know, you did, and it kind of did against Iowa State, but it's, and you know, before, I mean, in the first game of the season, I mean, he, was, he had a 100-yard game until that last run when it knocked him back. 
So, you know, again, you, you see that two really good games, two not so good games, and that all goes back to just the inconsistency right now, this offense. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, I think one thing that that Iowa fans uh, can can breathe a little easier about is is Spencer Petras and, and his play after watching him against Colorado State. I think may may have been his best game certainly this season uh, for the Hawkeyes, and and because a part of that is because he found the freshman Keegan Johnson down the field a couple of times. You know, when Spencer has a pocket, when he gets set, when his read is there, he can make those long throws, yep. those downfield throws, and and you know, hopefully that alleviates some of the pressure on the running game and uh, gives teams something to think. about. About. Do you think that's something we're going to see implemented more in the game plan uh, Friday and then as we move forward now that they've shown that they can do this, especially with these this crop of freshman receivers that, again, we talked about a lot in the in the offseason and haven't seen a lot of production as of now, but uh, it seems like those guys could really start to break out and specifically Keegan Johnson. Yeah, and if you could, and if you could hit that downfield ball, you're right. It does kind of open things up in your defense. I, you know, Spencer Peters guy gets kind of a bad rap. I mean, he gets blamed for the offensive trouble, I think, by a lot of fans. And, and you know, I pointed out last week on Twitter, and there were some people who weren't real happy about it, but after three quarters, here's what his stats are, and his stats were pretty good, other than the one throw that he had that, that was intercepted that he just should not have thrown at all. And, you know, and Kirk Ferentz said that, yes, those are things he's got to learn. Those are things, you know, and so – if you can hit that downfield ball, and, and I would really like to see them get Tyrone Tracy involved in this offense more, because I think I think teams have kind of taken him away. They were able to get a run off, you know, a run for him for a touchdown last week. But I would like to see them get him involved a little bit more in this offense. And again, that's another downfield threat. You've got so many speed receivers on this team right now, and I, I do think last week was kind of a sign that they're getting ready to maybe open that up a little bit and use those guys because they're going to need to do that to just open up that middle of the field for your running game. You know, you mentioned that Tracy touchdown, and that kind of brings us back to the running game. And we, I feel like we saw more of this last year. Some of these, you know, uh, reverses or end arounds or the wildcat formation. We, we haven't seen quite as much of that through four games this season. Uh, how important is it, do you think, to, to not just get Tyrone Tracy involved, but to kind of, again, alleviate some of the, the, the pressure on that inside running game to, to switch things mm-hmm. up play-calling-wise like that? And I think that's going to happen. And again, they... You know, you have you have two games against ranked teams to open the season, so you really want to be you really want to do some things. The last two games, they've kind of kept things. I, I would say fairly close to the best. Now you get into Big Ten play. Now I think you're going to start to see them get back to kind of what they were doing in those first couple of games with the Wildcat and, and with some of the things and start using some of these these players. I don't think they want to get a lot of stuff on film here in the last couple of weeks because you've got you know you've got you've got Maryland this weekend, you've got Penn State next weekend. You know, two really important games to get get back in the Big Ten play and, and get started. So I do think you're going to see maybe this playbook and this offense open up a little bit. 
You know, it's it's funny when you, you look at this schedule, and obviously these next two weeks are the ones on everybody's mind. And really, it's it's that next week game at Penn State. Although, the, yeah. you know, nobody, I don't think anybody's overlooking this game. And maybe it was good that Iowa got a bit of a challenge from Colorado State Saturday, so that they certainly won't be overlooking this game Friday night. But man, you start to then look at the rest of that schedule, and I don't know if it's just the, the, fan, the, the fan of me coming out, but, uh, you know, that game against Purdue, that's never easy. You never like that game. Yeah. You're at Wisconsin, you're at Northwestern, you're home against Minnesota. You know, who knows what Nebraska is going to look like by the end of the season. I mean, it's I think nationally you could look at the schedule and say, oh, Iowa can run this table. But I think here and, and kind of knowing all the history of these games, uh, it, it certainly feels like a gauntlet. Um, but expectations have changed, John, and, and rightfully mm-hmm. so, as this team is, has moved up and, and continues to win. Is the expectation or should the expectation now to win the B to win the Big Ten West and get back to Indianapolis? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, that, that West division is just really curiously weird. I mean, go back to, you know, I mean, Minnesota goes to Colorado, plays a, an unbelievably, you know, strong game, then comes home and loses to Bowling Green. Um, you know, everybody in this league has had, you know, clunkers here so far. Iowa had its clunker last week and won. And so I think that gives you, you know, as, as a team, I think that gives you a little bit of confidence that, you know, okay, you know, you made all these mistakes, but you can still win. And so I think, you know, going down the road, I mean, these, these two games coming up, you don't want to, you don't want to lose both these next two games because you don't want to go into West division play with two losses because you could still run the table, but you need for somebody else to lose, you know, you to get that tiebreaker sort of deal. I think you want to, you want to be playing well. If they can get through these next two weeks and they're still undefeated, then you start thinking about, can they go 12 and 0? And so, I mean, I, that's why I think these next two games are really key for them, setting up whatever expectations you're going to have down the road. But I do think this team is still the favorite to win the division. I just think it's just, it's, it's such a weird division there and everybody's been so up and down and, and yeah, I always had its clunker, but they've been consistently finding ways to win games. Yeah, you know, you're right. We uh, At least I focus so much on the Hawkeye game while it's being played that I kind of zone everything else out. And, you know, I came out of that game Saturday thinking, man, you know, they, they didn't look great. You know, there, there are some questions. And then you start looking around the rest of the country. You start watching some of these other games. You see what happened to Wisconsin mm-hmm. in that fourth quarter. And you see what happened to Minnesota. And it's like, oh, you're right. Just getting out of there with a win, that, that is a victory. That, that's all. Yep. A lot of teams wish they would have won last week, even in an ugly fashion. Exactly. And that's, and that's like I said, that, that is big because, I mean, there are games. In a 12-game season, you're not, unless you are one of the elite, and even the elites have not had have struggled at times this year, and so it's like everybody's going to have that game that you just endure, you know, just when things just don't go right, they don't feel good. But at the end of the day, if you win those games, you feel a lot better about yourself, saying, "Okay, we survived this. We can go this next." And I think that's the way Iowa was on Saturday. It's like you know they they knew that they did not play a very good game on Saturday, but they found a way to win. And they, you know, I mean, they shut down college defense, shut down Colorado state in the second half. And he didn't let them keep that momentum from the first half. And then they got, then they were able to get some of the big plays that you need to do. And, and that's what you, and that's how you win. That's how you win games in college football, especially when you get in November, when you're beaten up and all that. And so I think the, what they've learned a lot here in these first four games about what they've been able, what they can do and I think that gives them a lot of confidence now heading into the rest of the season. Black Friday 2018 was the last time this Hawkeye defense gave up 25 or more points. Yeah. It's, it's a ridiculous streak. 
But this Maryland, uh, this Maryland offense has some weapons, starting with you know Tua's little brother Talia Tagovailoa, mm-hmm. uh, a crop of wide receivers. This is a high-powered offense that uh, has a lot of confidence coming into this game, and obviously this is a game they've had circled with the blackout of Friday night game. This is a marquee game for this program. Is this the week that this Iowa defense gives up more than 25 points? I don't think so, because I, I, I think they've seen a lot in these first four games. And, you know, I mean, this, this was a really good preparation for Iowa. And I mean, when you, when you started, when you looked at the schedule at the beginning of the year, you looked at it, okay, you're playing two ranked teams, you know, and, and, you, and everybody kind of thought, okay, if you split them, you're doing pretty good. Well, you swept them and you, and you, and you won on the road in one of those two games. You know, then you, you, you know, you played really well against Colorado state. You had the clunker against Colorado, you know, played well against Kent state clunker against Colorado state. This defense has been so good through all of that. And I, I think they learned a lot by the quarterbacks they've seen in, in these first four games. So, I mean, you're, I think they're pretty well prepared for this, for this kind of offense they're going to see tomorrow night or Friday night. And so I, I think that, that, that they're, they're prepared for this. And I, I don't think, I, I think this streak can keep going for a little while just because of the way they play defensively and the things they've learned here in these first four games. Kirk Ferentz is a, a man of routine, sometimes a, a rigid man of routine, and, and these Friday night games are always a little different. Now, Iowa has done very well playing on Friday yep. historically. Does the Friday night aspect of this game have any impact in your mind? No, I, I think the, 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 the worry thing for me that, that can kind of creep into some players' heads is you know, it, I, I really, you know, you can kind of start thinking about next week and what you've got coming into Kinnick and what that game could be. And I, the one good thing about Kirk Ferentz and his staff is they make sure that that doesn't even come into play. And so if, if there's a lot to make you think this is a trap game, but the one thing is, like you said, as, as much of a creature routine as, as Kirk Ferentz is, they have been really good on short weeks. And in the, in the last couple of years, and I think that's a testament to maybe he, you know, maybe kind of adjust things a little bit and maybe has figured out the formula. So it, it kind of takes away a little bit of the unease that I had about this game, even a couple of weeks ago. And then when you start to, to look into the numbers of what they have been able to do on these short weeks in these Friday games, um, you know, I, I, I think, I think that's a good sign for this team moving forward. And because I think, I think, I think they've got, they've got things figured out and, and I, and I, and I think that's a good thing heading into this game, but yeah, I mean, like I said, things can creep into your head in some of these games like that. And you worry about that with some of you, especially some of the younger players in this team. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you wonder if that, that'll be on the other sideline as well, because Maryland goes mm-hmm. to Ohio State after this game. And, and exactly. so, you know, in their mind, they're thinking, hey, we beat a top five Iowa team. We're a top 20 team going into, yep. into Columbus and, uh, and we can really make some noise in the Big Ten East. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and, you know, this is their second Friday night game, you know, and, and of the years. So, I mean, they they've already kind of had, you know, some experience with this. So it'll be interesting to see the, the mind games that go on. I mean, the, the one thing about Iowa on, on, on Friday is that they can't let Maryland get the momentum that Colorado State got in the first half last mm. week. I mean, you've got to get off to a good start in this game. I think you've got to play well, take that crowd out of it, and, and, and you know make a statement early. Because I don't think you want to let them hang around. I don't think you want to let this thing build like like last week felt like it was going to do. And so I think that's, again, a lesson you learned last week is you, you need to get off to a better start. And I think they got to do that tomorrow on Friday night.
And then obviously the last thing here on Football, John, uh, if I was able to get through this test Friday night, that sets up just an enormous game. I mean, assuming that Penn State gets through Indiana uh, this week for themselves, that's a top five matchup in Kinnick Stadium, three o'clock kick. I mean, how, how big would this game be uh, for this Hawkeye program? Oh, it, it's just going to be, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think back to when I was in school at Iowa and I was there in 85 for the, for the one versus two games. Oh, that's awesome. Michigan. And um, I, I remember what that week was like. And I think that week, next week would be just like that on campus. I think there would be so much at stake, you know, for, for Iowa and, and for where it wanted to go. It, you know, it's not a make or break game in terms of, of the Big Ten West division. But if you win Friday night and that sets up, it, it gives a chance to really make a statement nationally that, hey, this program really needs to be where it's at you know, in the rankings and all that. So, I, like I said, I remember the feeling of the one versus two week. I think that's the way the feeling would be on campus next week. I mean, I think the hype would just be would just be incredible. And I think it would be one of the – I mean, it's going to be one of the biggest games ever at Kinnick if it comes down. If both those teams win on Saturday and it's a four versus five game or, you know, if somebody stumbles in front of them, three versus four, whatever it might be, um, I think it's going to be pretty huge. Yeah, I mean, I was a I was a student during the the O two season, and and that you know that that was one where it's just like each week built up and built up, and just yep. it got bigger and bigger, and uh, feels like we may be on the verge of another special season in Iowa City. So fun times, yep. uh, obviously a big big game on Friday night. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. John, do you want to switch here to basketball? You wrote a piece last week uh, on Hawkeye Nation. If people haven't read it, they should definitely go do that because, as I said at the at the start of this, basketball season is coming. Practice uh, yeah. begins today, I believe. And, and you wrote mm-hmm. last week about some of the offseason injuries or, or the rehab from some of the you know late-season injuries and, and the depth that Iowa is trying to utilize this season. After losing, I mean, a huge chunk of production – from last yep. season. So where, where do you think expectations should be for Hawkeye basketball this winter? You know, I, I, I think this is probably going to be a better team than what people are, are thinking about them right now. And I mean, there's a lot of things that I think have to fall into place for them. But the one thing about it is that, that he, Fred McCaffrey has a lot of options with this team right now and they're young options. And I mean, you, you've got a lot of guys that played, you know, bit roles last year that, you know, are now going to see their roles expanded. Okay, so how do those guys handle that? How does Joe Tucson handle? Yeah, he was a starter as a freshman, but now this is his offense. You know, how's Aaron Uvis going to handle it, it when he's running it? You know, how's Tony Perkins going to develop? How's Patrick McCaffrey going to develop? I mean, he gave them really good minutes last year. He's going to have to play a lot more this year. I mean, you see a lot of, there's a lot of guys that, Keegan Murray, I mean, look at the hype that's going to be on Keegan Murray this year. And, you know, he got a little bit of starting experience last year, played well, had a great freshman season. How does he develop? So there's a lot of questions around this team. But the one thing I like about him is there are a lot of options, and you can figure out where you go, where this can go 
there have been some guys banged up this summer. They haven't really had their whole team together. It's one of the things that Fran McCaffrey said because you know Connor McCaffrey was out all summer with with his you know coming back from hip surgery. Joe Toussaint was was there later on after he was coming back from his off season surgery. Aaron Ewis had off season surgery, and then you had some guys get hurt you know later in the summer. Um, it, once they get the whole group together, I think he's going to know what he's got and how it all fits together. You've got a few weeks to figure it all out. And like I said, there's a lot of options on this team, a lot of depth. It's just really young. I think it's going to be one of those teams that's going to get better as the season goes on. Fans, I think, just have to maybe be a little bit patient with them because I think this is going to be a team they're going to really like once you get into January and February. See, I'm, I'm with you, yeah, and I, I feel like I've been taking a little bit of crazy pills, and I understand the 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 reasons that people are, are worried about this mm-hmm. team. You, you've lost the, the best player in program history in Luca Garza, uh, a player in Joe Wieskamp that uh, had just some huge games. Uh, we all expected C.J. Frederick to p- kind of be the offensive uh, yep. go-to this season, and that's not going to be the case, but I'm excited to see, like, like you said, Joe Toussaint kind of take this team over. I'm excited to see Bohannon get away from needing to bring the ball up the court every time. Yep. Uh, the the Murray twins and, and the way that the people in the program talk about Chris Murray specifically and kind of what they're expecting from him, the Patrick McCaffrey, the Philip Robracha edition. Uh, I'm excited for this team. I, I don't know. I don't expect them to be what they were last year. I mean, last year it was no. the best team under Fran McCaffrey, the best season, even though it ended poorly in that Oregon game. That was a fun season. It was a great season. I'm not expecting top five. I'm not expecting to you know, compete for a, a Big Ten title or anything like that. But I do think this is going to be a fun team to watch. I think they can give a lot of people games, and I think they got a good chance to, uh, to play themselves back into the bubble and, and maybe get back to the NCAA tournament. Well, and I mean, the schedule, the schedule works out for them pretty well. I mean, it's it, it isn't the non-conference schedule that people want to see, but you know what? I think this is a schedule that kind of gets this team put together. I mean, it, it's not going to be very good in those first few weeks in November, but when you get into December, you, you've got some games in there that, that will really kind of show where this team is at. And I mean, it, and so I, I just think it's a team that, that, I want to see people be patient with them because I think it's going to be a team that's going to take a little while to find an identity. And identity is very important in college basketball and chemistry is. And I think if this team has can develop that early, the earlier, the better, but the more this develops with this team, I think this is going to be a fun team. I think that this is going to be a team that people like, I, you know, again, you've got the depth to survive an injury here or there that, that always happened. I just think it's going to be a team that I think people will like it. Just be patient with it because there's going to be some, there's going to be some, some problems early on just in terms of finding everything and how it all fits together. Follow him on Twitter at John Bonencamp and obviously check out all of his work at HawkeyeNation.com as well as other places. He'll have Friday's game covered as well as a lot uh, of other stuff going on. John, thank you as always for the time. I'll be, uh, I'll be asking you to join me here uh, fairly frequently uh, as this conversation was a lot of fun. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And that's going to pretty much do it for the Hawkeye Nation podcast on this Wednesday. Uh, But don't worry, we're not going away. We're not going anywhere. If you haven't heard the Degenerate Hawkeyes podcast from Trent Condon and his boy Biz, uh, do check that out. That's that's one of my favorite additions to Hawkeye Nation. I've really enjoyed that. Their their chemistry is fun. Uh, The the gambling talk is really fun. And and Trent just has a a bit of a different perspective on things than, than I typically do. So I appreciate listening to that. Trent will join me Thursday night on KXNO for the Hawkeye Nation radio show, which again, you 
you'll be able to find right here on this feed, but it is on iHeartRadio and on KXNO here in Des Moines and Central Iowa uh, from 7 to 8 o'clock every Thursday night. And then tomorrow, I'm also going to get a chance to speak with uh, the Baltimore Sun uh, reporter, beat writer for the Maryland Terrapins. So I will get an inside look at the Maryland team and kind of what they expect from Friday night's game on my Opposition Research podcast. That's all right here on Hawkeye Nation. I appreciate you listening, and go Hawks.